Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, episode 57. Hi, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential. Yesterday here in Australia was International Women's Day, where many women gathered together to celebrate the wins and achievements of women across Australia and the world. While we've certainly come a long way when it comes to recognising value that women bring to the workplace and society in general, studies show that women are still being underpaid and undervalued when compared to their male counterparts. My guest today is Donnie Wolford, who stresses the importance of helping women to help themselves. And if you don't ask, you don't get. Donnie is the founder of two companies, Bottom Line and Behind Closed Doors. She's achieved national success working with boards, executives and senior management across industry, government and the NGO sector. With an extensive background at board level, CEO and executive roles in banking, finance, business associations and government, Donnie works at the board and executive level of management to drive major strategic change. Through her business's bottom line and behind closed doors, Companies focused on professional development, mentoring and networking. Donnie assists organisations and individuals maximise their performance. And on today's show, she's going to share passion. Love what you do, do what you love. How to engage with mentors, sponsors and coaches, as well as be true, be true to yourself. So welcome to the show, Donnie. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. So you celebrated International Women's Day yesterday too, I, I assume? I certainly did. Uh, we had a business behind closed doors session uh, during the day and, and that was fabulous and, and, and very interesting to see how women encourage and supporting them but also challenging each other and keeping each other accountable and they keep on coming back. Yes. And then uh, at the end of the day we had a, we've got a mad march here in Adelaide with the um, Adelaide Festival and the Fringe mm-hmm. and so I entertained uh, women and men who support us in helping women achieve and getting onto boards. Fantastic, wonderful, love your work. Let's talk about passion. Love what you do, do what you love. Why is this so important for women? I think particularly if you're in executive roles and running and owning your own business, it's lots of hours and women have to give up a lot in order to achieve and be successful, particularly in senior roles and particularly if you are growing and operating your own businesses. So if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, 
therefore love what you do, do what you love. It, it's it, you probably hear a lot about women saying, "I want work-life balance." But when you're in executive roles and when you're running and owning, operating your own businesses, it's extremely hard to get a work-life balance. Mm. So I say, if you're passionate about what you do and you love what you do, do what you love you're more likely to have a work-life flow. So your work, your family, your leisure is all in one. It flows into each other. So so rather than strive for a work-life balance, which I think you're always going to be disappointed in and, mm-hmm. and fail at, if you, if you see it as a work-life flow, you're more likely to be happier and more successful. Yes. And, and I also think recognising really where your key strengths are. And, and certainly there is a lot of work and commitment to put into that. And it's interesting, Donnie, a number of shows that we had with some guests, a couple of them had high, you know, high level board management and, and um, board and executive roles. And one of the things that they recognised early on was being very mindful of energy management, you know, making sure they didn't say yes to too many things and really balanced uh, what they could do. But to the point, and, and here's what was interesting, they didn't recognize that till they both ended up in hospital, really, really uh, uh, sick. Um, yeah. And that's what we're really concerned about in Behind Closed Doors. Yes, we're working on the professional and the personal, but it, it goes further than that to work on the well-being. Yes. Uh, because women tend to only take notice of their health when their health fails. Yes. And that's you sometimes that's too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like it could be something terminal or it could be, you know, something you might survive through breast cancer or whatever. But why do you want to go there? So so where we do work on women giving time out for themselves and not letting their fitness and their health go because you need to be super fit and super healthy to to cope with all the challenges that you've got running your own business or, or in very busy executive roles. Mm. But but I loved what you said about um, a lot of your women uh, talk about energy management and, and that ability to understand that no actually means um, it's, it's not a bad thing. It, you know, it's okay to be selfish and, and not always say yes to everything because you end up, you know, end up burning out. Yes. Um, and there's this well-known saying uh, that we remind each other of is saying no to others is saying yes to yourself. Yeah, exactly. I'm a firm believer in that. And I think one of the areas that these particular women recognised was they were trying to keep up with their male counterparts. Men have different energy levels than women do. Now, that does not say that these women didn't contribute. They really contributed, you know, similarly par on par. But uh, they just needed to recognise the, the best times of day for them. The end, when they were off work, they were right off work and then allowed themselves to recoup their energy, which I think is so very important. Are there any other areas that you see women uh, in in these senior level executives and who really do have demanding schedules? Are there any other insights that you want to share so very important that you see as women neglecting? Uh, sleep. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, uh, it's, it's probably the hardest thing mm. to get right 
because if you're trying to fit in your exercise, you're trying to fit in time for family, you're trying to do, if you've got a young family, you're trying to take them to their different sports and whatever, that your whole weekend is taken up with your children and and, and your partner. Um, we're, we're now in that sandwich generation where we're also maybe looking after elderly parents um, or if you're even older, you're looking after grandchildren and, and you're just sandwiching it all in and what tends to suffer is your sleep. Mm. And I don't know if you remember... Um, um, the Huffington Post story where she only ever realised, no, 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 her book was uh, Sleeping Your Way to the Top. Yes. And she only ever realised how, like, surviving on three and four hours sleep with a high-pressure roll wasn't going to cut the mustard. And, and But she only stopped and realised that once she basically fainted and smashed her head on her work table and split her head open and ended up in hospital. Mm. And she was just totally, totally exhausted. And then she realised that it was sleep that made the difference with her having clarity, with her being able to cope, with her being able to manage the energy and so forth. Yeah. So, okay. um, and, and, it's, and it's like the only thing that I recognised myself last year was I was trying to survive on four and five hours sleep and it was just getting harder and harder and harder. Um, and it's the one thing that I now have as a goal every single year is to improve my sleep even by a half an hour at a time. Mm -hmm. And it makes such a difference. It does. Especially when you show up in whatever task or meeting or whatever you're doing, you're just able to focus on it that much better. And we know our performance increases when we really show up uh, the best that we can certainly be. Well, even even your creativity and your strategic thinking improves. Mm -hmm. And, and we all see it when we're on holidays and usually when we have that biggest break over Christmas, but whenever the big break is, we always, you know, after the first week, which we usually feel sick or get sick, get a cold or whatever, the second and the third week, we, we just have all these fantastic ideas and, and we're thinking more strategically because our brain's not so tired. Yeah. Absolutely. You you have just depicted my holidays the first few days. It's like, don't talk to me, anyone. I'm just lying down and just catching up on, uh, you know, all that. But it is so important. It really, really is. Let's talk about engaging with mentors and sponsors. This is something that also many uh, women who've been on the show recognised that they needed to have mentors. And so often we put ourselves under this pressure that we need to know everything, which is just so untrue. So so let's talk about mentors and sponsors. Okay. So I want to throw coaches in there too, Anne-Marie, mm -hmm. because they're slightly different. Um, a mentor will, it, it can be an informal or a formal relationship. So you can you can agree to, you know, pay a mentor and have them meet with you once a month and and really work on your objectives, your goals and areas of uh, weakness that you want to strengthen or whatever. You, you're, you, the mentee actually runs the sessions. Mm -hmm. The mentor will use their experience and will question you around and, and keep you accountable and give you actions to achieve in between sessions. A coach is like 
like we see in elite sports people or, or, or people who want to improve in whatever, they will get a coach. That coach is generally someone who will either work on particular skill sets, sometimes it's internal in your organisation or outside, uh, but, but they will work differently and generally will, rather than give you the benefit of their background and experience, will tend to coach you through, mm. not give you the answer, but coach you through so you come up with the answer yourself. And a sponsor is someone that you maintain, you know, meet and maintain a relationship with who will open doors for you. They can be internal or external to your organisation and they will they will speak on your behalf and promote you and profile you to people that you will probably never know mm -hmm. or never get the chance to meet unless your sponsor is sponsoring you in. So, for example, for, for board roles, an external sponsor, for example, will talk about you to their fellow colleagues who are chairs and directors of boards on your behalf and you might not know they're even talking about you and it gives you an opportunity then to an attend an interview and obviously you've got to win it on your own merit in, and in your own right. Mm -hmm. But the sponsors open the doors for you. Conversely, if you've got a sponsor internal in your organisation, they also speak on your behalf to the CEO or to the board about you, your experience, your background and, and what they perceive your strengths are and that's how a lot of people get promoted within the organisation. So keep, call it networking, call it connections, call it um, establishing relationships. That's the best way to identify who you want to men be your mentor, your coach or your sponsor but you've got to maintain the relationship. Mm -hmm. Very good um, distinguishing factor there to help us identify who we may need. Do we need a mentor? Do we need a sponsor? Or do we need a, a coach? So if we've recognised someone that really is um, demonstrating the skills there, where we want to be or where we you know, are, are working toward, how do we ask them? How do we approach them? Because I know many women I speak to find it really difficult to ask. And I love one of the quotes that you've said, if you don't ask, you're not going to get. So what insights well, do you have to, to that, share? That, I was going to quote it back to you, Anne-Marie, so well done you. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, uh, get rid of the cringe factor. The, the, what's the worst that someone can say to you if you make an approach? Mm. They can say no, but I guarantee you they won't. What, what we, is inane in most of us, if not all of us, is we love to give back, we love to pay forward. So people always want to help others achieve. But if you don't ask them, they're not going to uh, you know, have a crystal ball and know that you're thinking you would like them to be your sponsor, coach or, or um, mentor. Mm -hmm. So, so but, but you have to be very clear about your objective. If you go and say to someone, go up to someone, male or female, and I think you need both male and female in your life as mentors and coaches and sponsors, um, Go to them with, with an objective. Don't just say, I want to pick your brains because 
you know, that's a never-ending thing. Mm. If, we're, if we're all busy people, if but we all want to help others. So if, if you've got a, this is what I want to talk to you about. This is what I want to achieve. And just to give an example, the, the state Telstra Businesswoman of the Year uh, recently told a group of executive women and business owners that she 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 also had the cringe factor, but she got a, a sponsor to open a door for her. And she went to this particular business person and said, my business is this big, you know, umpteen million dollars. Your business is hundreds of millions of dollars. I want my business to be as big as yours. Help me understand how you achieve that growth. And and bang, it happened. He, this particular business owner with the big company, just sat down and talked to her about how he did it, some of the mistakes he made and, and, and some of the um, opportunities he took and so on. Mm -hmm. So that's how she approached it was, was this is me, this is you, help me get there. So she had that objective of I want to grow to that size. So you've got to understand what your objective is before you make the approach. And I always, I always say, go for a half an hour. They're likely to probably have an hour in their diary, but if you say it's a half an hour and they're enjoying the conversation, the chances are they'll spend a half of the whole hour with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but it's, it's also um, about valuing their time. And if you've said, I'll only take a half an hour of your time. Make, make that approach that, okay, I've taken half an hour, I really appreciate it, and follow it up with thanking them for their time within a day or two and organise another time immediately for a follow-up. Right, yes. Or, and, and ask them, who else would they recommend that you speak to and then would you mind making an introduction over LinkedIn or an email or making a phone call? And they always will. Yes. They always do. Mm. I know that uh, many women will be inspired by that because it is, it, it is asking. And what, what is, if they say no, it, not to take it personally, I mean, how often do we as women take things personally? Oh, they don't like me, you know, all of that. But yeah, stop that and internal critical. Yes. And, exactly. and, and see, they won't say no. They may say, I haven't got time in the next month, but if you contact me again in X month, I'll, I'll make sure that I meet with you. They won't say no. Yes. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that recently happened uh, to me too, and why I'm sharing this is because I know many women who are listening can relate to this as well. Uh, I was at a business meeting and the gentleman who was speaking at the front, he owns the business, it was some amazing businesses. He mentioned the fact that they were running with a core group of them, uh, a similar um, process or event, if you will, like the Shark Tank. And he said, and we're going to scrutinize your business and really support you. And I thought to myself, I'd love to do that. And then I started going through yeah but this and but then I thought no so I went up to him immediately afterwards and I said I would love to do that and uh, so now that that process is is in in place but how often you know that we do we we kind of try to talk ourselves out of it so what I've tended to do is I say yes or I put my hand up forward or put my hand up to put myself forward and then I go back to the office and think oh my goodness but look it always (laughs) works out well in the end doesn't it and unless you put your hand up unless 
unless you ask, the opportunities are just going to pass you by, won't, won't they? And, and I absolutely credit my rise to um, executive ranks because I not only created my own opportunities, I seized every single one of them that I could I could see. And and is it scary? Absolutely. Mm. Um, but it's better than being frustrated at seeing other people get the opportunities when you know you're just as capable or even better. So, but but I I'm I'm very much an opportunist. So I I just I never absolutely never miss an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So women, get out there, find people that uh, you'd love to have a conversation with, and ask them. And uh, yeah, you'll certainly look back and think, why was I ever so nervous or scared? Let's talk about being you, being true to yourself. You probably have friends and colleagues, yourself and Marie, who are trying to be what others want them to be. It mm. could be stemming from growing up and their parents want them to be a doctor or a lawyer or something that you know they always wanted to be or follow in their footsteps um, and that's why 75% of people who study a particular degree actually never use it because they're, they're studying a degree that someone else wanted them to do. Now it could be parents, teachers, but, but even your husband um, or your partner would be someone that they, they meet you and they start shaping you into who they want you to be mm -hmm. and then some some days you'll hear girlfriends saying, you know, you used to be fun. You used to laugh a lot, you know, the used to. Mm -hmm. Now you're different, you know, and whatever. And, and I, see it, I see it across Australia, even across the world, uh, where, where women are playing a role and it's not them. And as soon as you um, become confident and like and love the person you are and you'll hear it a lot be called being authentic. Mm -hmm. So so my my way of instead of saying authentic, I'm saying be true to yourself. If if you know trust your judgment, trust your gut feel and do what you're passionate about. Do what you love and you will you will be amazed how your inward confidence will match your outward confidence and that little girl's voice and that and that imposter syndrome that a lot of women and I know some men have as well but a lot of women have and it's only because well a lot of it's because they don't have confidence and a lot of it's because they're not being true themselves. Mm. I've heard um, a number of women who have made a significant change in career direction, even in, in industries that they worked in, and it's taken them many, many years to get the courage to be able to say, no, this is not what I, I'm passionate about, it's not really the, the true me. For someone who is listening today, Donnie, who really does recognise, you know what, what I'm doing, what I've been studying for all these years and where I'm at is just not where I want to be. Do you have any suggestions as far as the type of conversation that they can start to have, especially with people who are close to us, whether it be a spouse, whether it be other family members, because they tend to be, and they don't, they often don't realise this, they often can really be our worst critics and, uh, and they may not even realise it. So what are some things that they can say to start the conversation? I would definitely go back to what we were talking about, that mentor coach, 
just even informally say, and that can be part of, you know, I'm looking, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone to be a sounding board for me. Mm. I, I want a career change, but I just don't know where to start. And, and, and getting someone to, so sometimes you'll hear them um, termed as career coaches or transition management strategists, something like that. Mm-hmm. So just, just someone who understands how to even start identifying what your transferable skills are, how, um, identify what you, you are passionate about, what you're not passionate about, what your must-haves are in a job, what you don't want in a job. Uh, industry sectors that you would consider industry sectors you definitely wouldn't mm. want to be in. And start making that positive list and a, and a not-so-positive list. So, you know, just, just even that, that's a start. Yes, and, yes. And, but having someone who doesn't know you is, is great because they will ask you questions because they really don't know you and they really don't know how you operate. So they'll ask with the fresh eyes and the fresh ears and it starts creating different thought patterns in yourself and um, they, they'll give you different exercises to achieve but they'll also get you to understand what you're good at, what you're not good at, where your strengths lie, where your weaknesses are, do you need to improve on those weaknesses or doesn't it really matter? Mm-hmm. Do you do you just keep on um, working to your strengths? All of those sorts of things help you start identifying. And I always found, Anne-Marie, that identifying what you don't want helps you understand what you do. But just having someone as a sounding board to ask you those those typical type questions get you started yeah and it's so important isn't it to get started um, taking those initial steps whilst they may be a little bit scary unless we we have the courage to take them things will never never change one of the things that I know um, that you do in in your business and the community that you're building is really to, to support other women and in a moment we'll share with everybody how they can get in contact with you but one of the things I've seen and I think this is so sad I mean there's many challenges as women we've had to face you know many women in the in the past have have gone before us and have now opened the door paved the way that we can step up and put our hand up for for many positions and and boards and so forth but one of the things that I think is so sad is when you hear about situations where women are starting to rise they're starting to get these roles yet there are other women and maybe also men too that try to tear them down what would you have to say to that particularly if there is a woman who has finally gotten to a board position or she's starting to make waves which is great but all of a sudden you've got these other naysayers and you know the tall poppy syndrome starting to um to rear its ugly head um it's it's this courageous thing as well isn't it Mm. um if if I've had naysayers all of my life, Anne Marie, and I mean I was I was, you know, one of the pioneers of getting being being a woman myself who was um, trying to make it through into executive ranks in in mm. banking, mm-hmm. and and there were no role models. So so yes, people we, we suffer from that very bad tall poppy syndrome here in in Australia, where 
um, they love the underdog, but as soon as you start climbing the ranks um, and, and getting to senior roles or onto board roles, they, they do. They want to, they, they feel threatened or, or they're jealous or whatever yeah. um, is happening in their life. And that's, and that's the attitude I adopted. You know, this is your problem, not my problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and this is my self-talk, so don't make it my problem. Um, so, so if you, if you want to be successful, mix with successful people. If you want to be happy, mix with happy people. So if, if, if naysayers aren't, aren't there helping you to achieve and supporting you and encouraging you, don't mix with them. Yeah. Fine. You know, it's, it's like we do, we segment our customer bases into A, B and C. The A customers are the ones we should be spending most of our time ones, the C and the D customers, um, you know, the Pareto principle, the 20% that aren't are costing us money rather than making us money. Mm-hmm. D- don't have them as your customers. So it's the same thing with the naysayers. If, if people aren't there supporting and encouraging you, don't be around them and don't listen to them. And and that's why those mentor sponsors, sounding board people, coaches, they're there. They they want to help you, mm-hmm. and and so mix with them. Have a sounding board with them. Join behind closed doors. That's what we're there for, with no other agenda than to see you as successful as you can be. Um, and more than probably what you even aspire to, we will make sure you're encouraged and supported to achieve it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. You know, yesterday we had I was having quite a, a heated debate with someone on Facebook about certain issues, you know, and she was talking about, you know, how the future and what future we're building for our children and things and I and, and, and so on. And I said to her, you know, I've always grown all my children as they were growing. So you know what? Don't wait or expect expect other people to create a future for you create your own and yes no matter what area you're in or what industry or what level if you're just starting out in your career or you've been in your career for a while there are always challenges and I said as I said to this woman I said we see what we want to see we need to choose wisely. So yes, if we're going to continue to choose to see the naysayers and all of the people who are going to tell us why it's not going to work, uh, then that's what we're going to surround ourselves with. But as you said so beautifully, surround yourself with people who are achieving it already and and who will be there to support you 100%. So totally. And, and, that's, and that's a good way of um, when I say if you've got an objective in mind before you approach a, a mentor or a coach or a sponsor, that's actually a, a, a really good point you've made is, is say to them, I, I, I want to get where you've got. Tell me how you did it. Mm-hmm. Share with me your, your tips on how you did it. Share with me what you would have done differently and why. And, and, and even who would say no to that? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. What do people love talking about? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And I am sure that they are at the position that they are at because they've asked someone who's gone before Absolutely. them. They have. Yeah. No one's ever achieved on their own. And if they have, I mean, take my hat off. Yeah. But who? Who, in in any sport you've ever played in in anything you've ever done have you ever done it alone Mm -hmm. no 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 but but why but why make it harder on yourself and and it's and it's you, you really it's courage get rid of the cringe factor 
don't ask, don't get, make the approach. And the more you make the approach, the more comfortable you get with it. Absolutely. So, so, so it's that it's that little thing that I, I get most of my mentees and um, I say, do something you're afraid of every day. So if it's picking up that phone and, and asking someone to meet with you and that's something that you don't like doing, you're uncomfortable doing, the more you do it every day, the more you're going to get comfortable doing it. Absolutely. And before long, it's going to be something that you think, meh, it's good. I've got this candle. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Donnie, answer. how can people reach out to you, find out more about uh, your programs and, and your business? Okay. So probably best to go through to our website, which is www.behindcloseddoors.com. So behind closed doors or one word. And on, you can have a look at everything we're doing online, but you also will see testimonials and videos of, of what people get out of behind closed doors. And you'll also be able to register an expression of interest. And then one of my team will, or myself will, will meet with you. Fantastic. And we'll put all of those details on the show notes as well. Johnny, as we finish up, is there any last insight that you want to share with people today? Oh, you got me there, Anne-Marie. <laughs> um, I, I really, really want women to encourage them to have a mentor, a coach and a sponsor, both male and female, and I want them to set it as a goal to have by June 2017. There you go. Love it. And of course, we'll put all of your contact details too um, and social media. So uh, that's a great challenge for all of us. And uh, once you've got that in place, do a shout out uh, to Donnie and, and let her know that you do have that in place. So look, it's been wonderful speaking with you today, Donnie, and uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights. Thanks so much to you, Anne-Marie. Are you a specialist who supports small business? and you want to increase your visibility, reach and influence with your own podcast channel, but you don't want to handle the back-end management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host, or if you have an existing business-focused podcast, and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, let's talk. To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. I do hope that you will join me again next week. I know that you took lots of great notes and make sure you put that challenge that Donnie set for us in your to-do list and in your diary. By the way, for those of you who have subscribed to our iTunes channel, thank you so much. That means that each and every week when we have another guest, you are going to be the very first person to know. If you haven't already subscribed and you don't want to miss out, all you need to do is go to annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. Cross com forward slash podcast iTunes. See you next week, everyone. Make it a fabulous week. Bye, Donnie. See you, Anne-Marie.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.